Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where us geeks get drinky and spooky. Yes. Yes. Um, We'll talk about our topic of the week here in a minute, but before we get to it, folks... You know what this means. It means it's time to find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, and all that good stuff on social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, X, uh, Facebook, Insta- uh, TikTok, Discord, um, Inaccurate Science, Inaccurate Science, Dardrives.net. Yes, so if you don't want to see over that horizon, Join inaccuratescience.net. <laughs> All right, folks. I just came up with that on the spot. <laughs> I was about to be like, do we have anything for this week? Adam, <laughs> don't quit your day job. Probably won't, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, probably not, but you never know. <laughs> what can I say? He's very punny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, folks, um, it's time for us to get lubricated. Yes. Um, and to gouge our eyes out with this drink of the week. Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. All right, folks. It could well, be an ASMR thing. <laughs> well, folks, we are drinking this week. Adam, what'd you bring over? Um, I brought over uh, an Oktoberfest uh, beer from Prost, local brewery. Yeah, but German in design. design. Yeah, so uh, it's a five point eight, but it's a Oktoberfest style lager. Yeah, I've a, never tried it, so it's a Marzen, and it says. Drink like a Marzen, or I don't. That was definitely Russian. not German. That was Russian or like Polish or something. <laughs> definitely did not that kind. Of, not yeah. not that kind. Of. Didn't work. But all right. Well, cheers, cheers, brother. Oh, Ooh. oh, that's delightful. I like it because it's not hoppy on that front end. It's a little bit in the back. It's a little malty. Yeah. And I actually kind of like a multi beer. This time of year, especially, you know. Yeah. So now that we're in We're in Spooktober, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're you bringing gave it back. We the topic before we even got to the topic. But we're bringing back Spooktober. Yes, it is time um, for Spooktober. Yeah, 20, please also, um, if you have any suggestions, for let us know. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, let us know, folks. Um, and uh, before we jump into our topic, we'll kind of talk about. So this year at Spooktober, we're not picking two films each that we both really like for this kind of theme. Well, I think this first one, we both like. We both like, but we are picking sub-genres within the horror genre. Exactly. So, so we're doing like sci-fi, sci-fi horror, horror, comedy horror. And then what else are we doing? Uh, I, we haven't figured that part out yet. <laughs> Creature but. Feature, I think, was one. And Creature then... Feature, and then I thought we, were, we might do a game, horror game. Okay. Yeah. Just to change up Spooktober a little bit. So, with that being said, folks, it's time to talk about our Spooktober topic of the week. 
What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And if you haven't guessed yet, folks, we are talking about a sci-fi horror. If you have cult. guessed, awesome. good job. <laughs> awesome. We're talking about a sci-fi horror cult classic. Yes. We're talking about, is it 1996, I think? 97. Oh, I was off by year. Yep. No, you're you're all good. I have my notes. <laughs> Event Horizon. Event Horizon. The, <clears throat> I think, almost masterpiece, Paul W.S. Anderson's best movie ever. <laughs> almost. <laughs> like, it was so close. I, I Yeah, there's a couple good ones he has. Um... I liked Resident Evil. I did. I also liked Alien vs. Predator just because it was... No. I liked it better than the second one. Yeah, but that's it was low bar it, to clear. I, I like... Well, before we dive into it, I liked Alien vs. Predator because it was absurdly a little bit over the top. But yes. I liked the lore they tried to build. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed that piece. Well, it, it was like, well... I don't know if you read any of the comic books. They kind of loosely based it off of one of the comic books. Um, So um, I appreciated that part, but I just was like, meh. It was a Alien versus Predator movie that was PG-13 and really kind of not violent. (laughs) But uh, anyway, speaking of violence, (laughs) we're going into Event Horizon. Horizon. So Event Horizon... um, the reason we call it a cult classic, it was not critically a successful movie. Nor uh, financially successful. A yes. uh, $60 million budget made $42 million, so if you are good at math, yeah. they well, lost $18 million at least. Apparently, they used a third of their budget on the first five minutes. That doesn't surprise me. Um, it's all the, like, the CGI shots of yeah. the ship and then the space station... And it was like, oh, that's a third of your budget? I made a joke to my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, they used a third of their budget. And she's like, just on Sam Neill? And I'm like, you're not wrong. No, no, you're not. Um, <laughs> he's he's amazing. This had, like, an amazing cast. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the cast, Adam. Yeah. We've got uh, Sam Neill, uh, Jurassic Park fame for, for layman's. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Lawrence Fishburne pre-Matrix. Yes, pre-Matrix. Uh, Jason Isaacs pre-Harry oh, Potter. Pre-Harry Potter, yeah. And then, uh, oh, what's, what's the guy that played, uh, the pilot? Oh, um, oh, the pilot. I can't think of his name. I'll look it up real quick. Uh... Was it jo- Jolie? No. No. That was her. Uh... No, you can keep scrolling. Uh, like, well, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Carl Roland Pertry. Yeah, so, so yeah. he also was in a uh, fan favorite, but uh, like of mine, uh, Equilibrium. Um, yes, which we may have to do on the show at some point. But uh, he, was... he did Equilibrium. He did. Uh, if you watched the CBS Sherlock Holmes show, Elementary. He was in that. I didn't like that as much as, like, Sherlock. Yes, true. Um, <laughs> so. So he's done some of Did that he stuff. play, like, Moriarty in it, or? No, he, insp- he played Inspector Lestrade. Okay. So the the cop that always gets outsmarted trying to solve the crime. I would have rather um, He also Moriarty. played Alfred Pennyworth in the Gotham series. Mm. On Fox. That's a good one, that. Yes. People um, have told me to watch, and I have not yet. It's, it's pretty good. I've only seen the first couple of seasons, but I recommend it. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, so he, big name cast, especially they most of them were decent names. You know, Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill were pretty, probably most famous people of this cast at the time. I, I, I would say probably Sam Neill more yeah. so, just from Jurassic Park. In the mouths of madness, which might be my wreck of the week. Well, I, you know, I, <laughs> I would have to argue Lawrence Fishburne had a pretty big name after being in. Um, Pee Wee's no. Playhouse. Well, Pee Wee's Playhouse, but he was in uh, he was in Apocalypse Now with Marlon Brando. Yes, he was in the seventies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a a our jump into the sci fi horror genre. Yes. Um, so without you know giving you a play by play recap of the film, Event Horizon is the lost ship that the Lewis and Clark ship where the where the main cast is based yeah, so, on. So so it's pretty much a prototype ship that was designed to have a this experimental gravitational drive yeah um it went missing when they what engaged seven or eight years earlier seven yeah. years um then it reappeared in the orbit around neptune and it's decaying like its orbit um and then the lewis and clark is the rescue ship yep that is trying to make contact with it and they find a haunted house pretty much in space that that's the best way i can describe this movie it's a it's a haunted house in space i would even venture as far as to say it is a oh what's what am i looking for it is almost to me like Hellraiser meets space. Yeah. So apparently the writers and the director were very influenced by Clive Barker's work. So and, and it shows until the very end, but we'll get into that yeah. later. But um, so yeah, they they get to the event horizon, the orbit of Neptune, and they pick up the distress signal, uh, and it's in Latin saying. Basically, in, in Latin, what it means to save me is what they're getting from transmissions. Yes. So, uh, well, that was the original interpretation. Yes. Was well, that, save yeah. me, but then they figure out that the only person who speaks Latin, which is on the ship, which Jason is Jason Isaacs, Jason Isaacs, because he's going to cast a spell. I'm sorry, wrong film. <laughs> Potter, <laughs> um, but um, but he mistranslated this to save yourselves yeah. from hell um and and you know without giving i mean you have to watch the film but as we discuss this please movie, watch this yes, it's it's great we're we'll we'll get into the meats and potatoes and obviously spoiler warning if you haven't seen it but i mean <laughs> you are came out like 30 years ago almost jesus <laughs> um you know the we're old yeah the gravity Drive folds time and space. Yes, and so it sent them to a hell dimension. I want to bring this up. So they talk about how you're able to travel faster than light. Light. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to get too nerdy with you folks, but pretty much it's like relatively, like relativity says. You can only travel as fast as light. Yeah. That's the fastest speed we know. But this is using theoretical physics where it's saying, hey, we can fold 
space and time. And it gives a great explanation, like taking a piece of paper, poking two holes at the end. And you're like, what's the fastest yeah, point and you would from say A to B? A straight line. But and what this like, says is no. you fold the paper and connect the holes. You fold it, connect, and then... It's instantaneous travel between two exactly. points. Exactly. Yep. Um, and probably the best explanation I've ever seen in a film trying to talk about theoretical physics. But um, So apparently this ship had this gravitational drive, it folded space, time, but it was supposed to go to Proxima Centauri, which is technically our closest uh, star system. Mm-hmm. Everyone says Alpha Centauri, but they kind of switch off. Every yeah, it depends on where you're at in time. And, exactly, yeah. but um, it's 4.2 light years away. So meaning, if you were traveling at the speed of light, it would take you four years to get there and four years to get back. So, yeah. and Just in layman's terms. Yeah, and that already is a problem with physics because... But it's like if you're, we'll into that later. if you're doing this yeah, theoretical physics, it would be instantaneous. It wouldn't matter. But, I, I mean, I looked up. I'm like, okay, like, our fastest uh, thing that we've had in space is, like, what? Perger space probe that travels at 4,000 or, like, 43,000 miles per hour. Which is just 0.0064 the speed of light. Yeah. So. Not even a full percentage point. Yeah. I mean, pretty much you have to go like six point, or you have to go like almost over six point, or like six hundred thousand seven million miles per hour to go just the speed of light. Yeah. So. It's crazy to think about, like, just physics-wise. <laughs> like, how, okay, this can just go. But, uh, yeah. No, I I was very impressed, because, like, yeah, Proxima Centauri is about uh, 73,000 light-years away. No, 4.2. Well, uh, uh, sorry. 4.2 <laughs> light-years away. Yeah, it's in the same star system but as Alpha Centauri. But it would take you... 73,000 years. At the fastest we can go to get there. Yes. To get there. So. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Einstein. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm working on it. I'm drinking and I'm working on it. <laughs> um, so, you know, where this gets into the high, the sci-fi horror genre is this, it's gone to the dimension of hell and it's brought stuff back. With yes. Them. Like, I don't even want to say it's hell. It's just sort of like, they mentioned a it's it's different day plane where it's like hell. It's chaos like a hell and yeah, evil. And so, um, but what did you think of the CGI at the beginning that they spent a was, third of their budget? It was on? great CGI. I mean, really for for nineteen ninety seven. Well, we we talked about Jurassic Park. But and Jurassic Park was a lot mean. more practical effects than CGI. True. Even the T Rex was practical effects, not CGI. So. In regards to 1997, it was good CGI in 1997. Yeah. And terrible 
basically opening credit music yeah. and terrible closing credit music. Well, so and we'll get into this a little bit, folks. Why <laughs> this film probably critically flopped, and I will say, um, in doing our research like we do for every show, um, they had to rush this a lot mm-hmm. because they wanted to get a big budget blockbuster out before Titanic hit. Correct. And they got it out before Titanic. That's all we can say about that. But, so, there was an original 130-minute cut of this film. That was the OG cut. And the studio was like, no, you need to trim this down. It's too violent. Because I think originally it got an N... NC-17. Yeah. It it wasn't X, but... Pretty much. 17 I think. Yeah, or M, I think, is what they... No, anyway. The higher than R. Yeah. And they were like, you need to cut it down. And Paul W.S. Anderson apparently, like, wasn't very good at cutting the film. And so we cut it down by, like, 40-plus minutes. So apparently there was a a cut out there of all the original footage. Yes. Um, but it's apparently lost due to it wasn't preserved properly so that kind of sucks because i would love to see the uncut version of this and i'm rereading some of his research now where they hired amputees to to show the mutilation Mm -hmm. of the crew they hired pornographic film stars to show the rape and sex scenes to make it look more realistic um and it would have been very interesting to see that cut um i understand why the studio was like, film, hey, no. <laughs> it was, what, Paramount, right? Yes, it was Paramount. Yeah. Um, Why they were like, hey, no, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also understand, I realized with a six-week editing time for this kind of film, it's not going to be up to snuff yeah. for what we would expect for yeah. this kind of film. And I also want to kind of preface this with the audience that horror and sci-fi horror films generally aren't big, but aren't big blockbuster films. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you have a horror film be a blockbuster. Look, well, at, I think look at if you look recent, at budget true, versus it was huge, like of a budget. It was this. a huge budget, but like I think horror films do sometimes make back a lot of money if they're cheaply made. Like, yes, I think like Paranormal Activity, like probably made back its money. Oh, easily. Saw, Saw. I mean, well, here's what we're talking about in terms of budget. Saw. Mm-hmm. I was researching. Saw had a $1.2 million budget. Jesus Christ, how did this have a $60 million budget? And Saw brought in $103 million. For a horror film that is... Inferior. <laughs> I would argue differently about that, but we'll, we'll, we had to argue later. I didn't like Saw. Like, well, I guess we can talk about that later. Yes. But, um, but I mean, that's what you kind of see with when you have a critically acclaimed and successful horror movie mm-hmm. it's something like Saw where it's low budget and high revenue Blair Witch Project um, yes you've got the Saw franchise the was it the Nun or whatever they're calling that franchise that yeah the Conjuring, Conjuring or whatever I never watched them yeah um, Paranormal Activity was a super low budget film yeah made back I think I mean I'll look it up right now but they I like I agree I mean like low budget makes back its money whereas you have Event Horizon where it's like a high effects high budget film. <laughs> oh 
Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. Production budget of fifteen grand. Jesus. Post production of two hundred thousand. Brought in almost two hundred million. Well, there you go. What you can do with a bunch of ring cameras. <laughs> Pretty much is what it is. It's ring cameras before we had ring cameras. But we digest. <laughs> but uh, we digest. Um, so I like that you picked that up. I did. So we <laughs> we're talking about Event Horizon, folks. Yes. And you know, I would say great lighting, great cinematography. Yes, great acting. Great acting. Great effects, practical effects, especially when they're doing in the shit horror scenes with yes. like Sam Neill's or his character, uh, Doctor Weir, 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 Weir's wife. Um, the vivisection of. DJ, which Jason Isaac's character, mm-hmm. those practical effects were outstanding. Yeah. Where I think it's hard for the general audience to get behind this film is, I think part of it's the sci-fi piece. You don't see a lot of sci-fi horror movies out there. Like, I would, you can argue that Alien kind of is, the first Alien at least, kind of fits that genre slightly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to, to to describe because a lot of it is almost happening in their heads, but also it's physically happening. Yeah, um, I mean, and obviously the vivisection is a real thing, but what's happening? But to that, I think Weir's that comes to Weir when he's like fully corrupted. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I guess this is a question I should ask you. Did you think Weir was corrupted from the beginning of no. the film, or did it? I think happen? he was. I think it happened in the film. I think in terms of because it's playing out their worst fears, and his wife's obviously long gone and dead. And, yeah, his wife committed but, suicide. Yeah, and, I think his guilt over that mm-hmm. and the I would call it a demon, but the that's actually a note I had. Like Cruz, they have their. Demons, yeah, like, demons, and it's personified in these. Yeah, it's like this, Lawrence Fishburne's yeah. character has the crew member that he lost. Yeah, um, the whatever lady character that Kathleen uh, Quinlan. Yeah, she had her son that she had to leave behind. Yeah. and it's um, and I think part of for me, I will say this: the first time I watched this film, I guess when was that? When it came, came out. So, elementary school. Yeah, same. <laughs> scared the Jesus out of me. Yeah, I, I should have watched this. I was in my this. college to watch it again. Yeah. Um, I will say this, and Adam, you'll, you'll realize exactly what I'm talking about. The scenes that stick with me the most are when he sees his dead wife, and she's naked, and she's got no eyes. Mm-hmm. Which is wonky special effects, though. Oh, yeah. Just... Yeah, I agree, but... Looks In 97, it was like, oh, God. <laughs> and that's my pre voice. Oh, 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 no. Mom. Mom. <laughs> Something is wrong. She's naked and has no eyes. I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> um, that's pre-pubescent Matt and Adam. <laughs> and now, you know... Everyone old else. Old man Matt and Adam are like... Oh, she's naked and has no eyes. I don't know how to feel about this for <laughs> We're just all like, different reasons. Nah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, and before we jump into hot takes here, Adam, I kind of want to discuss what do you, th- where do you think this film would rank? In, not in terms of your personal horror list, but just in general, do you think this is something that is 
worthy of being a cult classic, I should oh, say. Oh, this is hard, cause because my hot take is probably going to dethrone it. Okay, um, then we'll... But we... I actually really like this film as a horror film. Yeah. I think it's uh, psychological, otherworldly, sci-fi horror. And that is, like, ticks all the boxes for me, where it's like, oh, this is good horror. It's just like... Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the film has its flaws, but... I think with any... Any cult classic, you can pick yes. it apart and find the flaws. I mean, look but at... But I would actually put this, like, really up there. And, like, I actually met... Um, the other day, I went to a concert, and I met um, a friend of my... Lady. Uh, lady. Uh, boyfriend type person, but whatever. Uh, not my boyfriend. My girlfriend's yeah. Clarify friend's that for the boyfriend. Audience, like... Adam, what anyway, are you dating? Yeah, I know. But my girlfriend's friend's boyfriend, and I just was like, hey, like, because we were getting ready for this show, and I was just like, hey, what's your favorite horror movie? And he said, Event Horizon. And I was just like, this is what we're fucking talking about <laughs> this week. Damn it. <laughs> and so, um, no, but... um I guess, Matt, What? where would you rank it? I mean, I think it is... It's worthy of being a cult classic. I would, I would agree yeah, with that. No, because, I agree. I, I um, just... For me, in terms of horror films, I'd probably put it in my top 10 to 15. Okay. It wouldn't be as Makes high. Sense. It wouldn't be in the top 5, for sure. Makes sense. Um, in terms of horror movies, I mean, I could rank the Saw franchise above. Not the whole really? franchise, but the first few ones. Saw just never was scary to me. It wasn't. It wasn't scary as in terms of horror, like oh, overworldly. No, scary but it just me. was. I never it, was like panicky. Me, I just was like, oh, I was this panicky part. for what was going to happen to him. And we can dive into this another time. But really, in a nutshell, what I like about the first few Saw films. That's wrong. About Adam being a co-host. What? I'm sorry. What? Oh. oh. Anyway, damn it. <laughs> And what? you have editing. Yes. You have to edit. <laughs> what I will say about the Saw franchise before I jump off my high horse, which I'm short, so it's not that high of a horse, um, is <laughs> that I like it because it gives you the aspect of human nature of what am I willing to do to save my own ass? Yeah. And that's what I liked about the fr- the film, the first okay. few films. After a while, I was like, okay, All right. how many times can we rehash this and mm-hmm. have... Jigsaw with cancer, still not dead yet. Okay. That's how I feel about it. But that, that was my high horse. I am getting off the horse now. Okay. Let's get into hot takes. Like, yeah, Matt, let's, let's, let's start takes. off with you. Sure. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? So my hot take on this would be studio interference again mm-hmm. can ruin a film. Yeah. And what I say about that, <laughs> yes, about queen. is that sometimes I understand 
from the financials and the and the business side of it that you need to have a product. Your your job as a film studio isn't about the arts. Your job is about making money. Your job is mm-hmm. getting a product to consume for us consumers to talk about on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, that is your number one job as a studio head. Your number one job is look at what is coming out on other studio slates and saying. That's going to be a banger. That's going to be a banger. What do I have in my wheel box that can compete? Yeah. This Wheelhouse, is not, probably. This is a better... Uh, roundhouse. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is not... We should do roundhouse on oh this. We we'll do like a roundhouse. We should week. do just a live stream of us watching roundhouse. I would... Or like... Or roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. Is what I'm meaning. I know what you meant. Um, but I think... This is where studios get themselves in the hot water with these kind of films, where it's like, oh, uh, whoever, what what film company does James Cameron run? I can't think of it on my head. DreamWorks. No, that's next. No. Anyway, that's beyond the point. Oh, look, James Cameron's putting out Titanic. That's going to be yeah. a banger. What do we have on the slate? Event Horizon? Yeah, sure. Uh, speed up your time by six weeks, and I have to have it out before Titanic. Yeah. Wow, that was a bad choice. Um, I mean, who's to say with a full edit of the film it would have been better? We never know. We never will know. We, but we won't because apparently that final cut is lost. Yes. <laughs> um, but this is where I, I my hot take, and some people may disagree, and that's rightfully fine. Sometimes the studios need to get themselves out of messing with stuff. Look at. Actually, I completely agree. I know. But look at. The Snyderverse. Look at DC. Warner Brothers screwed the pooch, forcing their what they wanted in this franchise. Have you seen the Barbie movie yet? No. Okay. There's one where <laughs> there's a moment in there where one of the Barbies is just like, "Oh my god, I was just in a daze where I was just like obsessed with the Snyderverse. <laughs> I don't know why." <laughs> so, but it, anyway, that's more, most recent. Aspect I can bring up where it's like, hey, the studio meddled and ruined the franchise. Yeah. Um, what is one of your hot takes, Adam? Oh, well, um, I think the fight scene um, at the end of the movie. Yes, between uh, Weir and Smith. Really warmed It ruined everything for me. It just Wait, was like. fight scene. Before he gets blown out of the airlock and comes back a second time, or the second no, fight? the the second time when he's in like when they're at the like grav drive, yeah, and he's just like you will not take my crew. I just was like, did the two people that left? It, the it was it was stupid. Like, if you want to take it, like, take inspiration from someone like Clive Barker or. H.P. Lovecraft. It's like, oh, these are supposed to be like otherworldly beings. Yeah. Like things that are beyond our comprehension. And being like, oh, hey, I can beat him up with a tube <laughs> was really, it let the movie down. Oh, 100%. Um, it just, and also, like, I mean, I love the fact that. Lawrence Fishburne's character was like when they finally saw the footage of like the crew like going crazy he's just like we're leaving and it was just like done yeah 
No, but I agree. It was like I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> like, so but... let me uh, talk about ending. Let me get your take on this, and it's not a hot take, but in maybe in nature, maybe it is. How do you feel about that ending when when the last two survivors, Peter and and Stark, or not Stark? Is it Stark? Stark. St- Stark, Justin, and the other guy. Peters. Peters. Yeah, the girl. No, no, Stark is the girl. Oh yeah, it's. The yeah, other sorry. guy, um, Justin, yeah. was like the one that got let out of the airlock. You're and right. Yep. Is like really messed up. Yeah. Uh, Stark and Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. It, and Justin. Yeah. I did not like Cooper. Just for that's a I guess another hot take is him being like I'm back, motherfucker. Uh, I mean, that's kind of who the actor is. That's yeah, but Richard it's like Jones. I didn't like. I didn't need a comedic character. No, I get it. Like, it didn't need humor. It was just like, oh, it would have been better if he died off. Okay. But, anyway. That, well, um, what so, was your question? So like, question I'm going is, off on a tangent. How do you feel about... Um, they get back to Earth... And Stark wakes up and has a nightmare. But we don't know it's a nightmare. We think it's weird again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's shaking out the nightmare and it's Cooper and the rescue team. I mean, do you think that was a good, satisfying ending? Do you think that it could have set up a potential sequel? Or is it showing, before ah. we really talk about PTSD, PTSD? Mm-hmm. Or she's becoming possessed by this other dimensional mm-hmm. demon, mm-hmm. for lack of a better so word. So I think, like, they keep saying, like, the ship is... Alive. alive. It's sentient. Like, they they sense this life form in the ship, but they can't quite place it. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, this is this. Is this. So I'm, I'm thinking it's that. Um, by the way, fun fact, apparently, there is a remake being made. No, no, don't even look it up. I, I'm, I looked it up. It's in the works. I mean, it's definitely supposed to be happening, but, and I'm hoping that they can go like all. So it was, it's no longer in production. Um, I think the writer strike and. It's actors, in limbo. Um, yeah. They were also talking about a television series based on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that's not happening. Um, so actually, it wasn't going to be a remake, mm. it was going to be a sequel. Oh. Um,. Oh my! Continuation of the film following the rescue of the crew. Hmm. I would almost rather them just leave it alone. Just leave it. Leave it, or do a full remake and just make it like kind of how they wanted to, like more violent. No, leave it alone. Okay. Let let the cult classic lie. No, that's all good. And we've talked about it before. Sometimes you just gotta let let things lie. Let things lie and. And this is one of them where you just let the demon lie. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap up this this talk about Event Horizon, Adam, let me... We talk a lot about, when we talk about sci-fi movies, the, the ships. Mm. Ship design. It was cool. Was it ship porn? Yeah, and also, like, the weird thing where they had the spiral um, haunted house-esque... Yeah. Uh, Thing, but it's like they did set up everything really well where it's like oh 
the front half of the ship could be the a lifeboat. Yeah. And then they could blow up the middle, like... Neck piece of the head. Neck yeah. piece. But, uh, yeah, apparently, like, I guess the original script called for everything was going to be, like, smoother. Like, m- much like Sphere. Mm, okay. Um, which I think came out around the same time. There's a lot of sci-fi movies that came out around this time. Yeah. You've but, got, um, obviously... Uh, the next gen Star Trek film series was coming out with, mm-hmm. in this time frame. You've got this. You've got um, Contact coming out at the same time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so apparently everything was supposed to be smoother, but the production director, all that, were like, hey, we're taking so much. Like, we're really inspired by Clive Barker. We want things to look more brr, angry. Okay. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, sadomasochist. <laughs> so, Adam, before we end and get into, into our Geek Rec of the Week, I'm going to make you play a round of oh, Jesus. blind rankings. So we're going to do 1997 sci-fi movies. Jesus Christ. So, we're not going to include the Jesus Christos in the uh, in this because we know it might rank in the top one to two. So I'm going to give you five movies, all sci-fi, 1997. You've got to rank them. Okay. All right. First one I'm going to give you, Men in Black. Ooh, I like that one a lot, but I'm going to put it as three. Okay. Fair it was enough. fun and right. interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you Alien Resurrection. Oh, that one's got to be... Five. Okay. Uh, I like Joss Whedon. I know he did some writing for that, but I'm like, he did writing for everything. Yeah, he was, around that time. Yep. He did Toy Story. He did all these things, but yeah. So I'm gonna put Alien Resurrection out of five. Okay. Uh, we get three left. I am going to give you Rocket Man. Oh. Did that really come out? Yeah, with Harlan Williams. Yeah, it came out in 97. It's a, it's a comedy, a family sci-fi movie. I know exactly what it is, Matt. Well, you may, but not everyone does. It's one of the best films ever made, <laughs> like, superhero-wise. That's got to be number two. Okay, so you've got one and four left. And you're going to hate yourself, because I've got Fifth Element. Oh, that's number one. And Starship Troopers. Okay, I'm 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 actually kind of satisfied with Would that being number four. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean, didn't see that coming. I was like, man. Though you... I like Starship Troopers a lot. Um, but talk about a good year for sci-fi. Yeah, it was great. I mean, Fifth Element, which we will get to very soon. This oh, we will. We, do this year. we will. We will get into Fifth Element, but we're in spooked over. <laughs> um, but man, what a great year for sci-fi movies. Yeah, it was great. Minus Alien Resurrection. Uh, yeah, I mean... There's some other ones like Gattaca was on there. Gattaca I liked. Contact. Contact's on that same I like, year. I like Contact. Flubber. <laughs> Not maybe sci-fi movie, but it's Stop. that year. <laughs> I, had a, I had a roommate who would, like, if 
they met a celebrity who would just go up and say, you know what? I loved you in Flubber. <laughs> They'd be like, what? I, mean, I wasn't in Flubber. And he just walked out. <laughs> some other movies came out in 97, just for, your, for everyone's reference. Um, we've got, uh, we've talked about Contact. We've got Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Uh, I liked it. Face Off. Ooh. Power Rangers Turbo. Face. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. No, I didn't like that one as much. Batman and Robin. Nah. Yeah. Those are some big ones that came out of that year. Big year for movies. Titanic yeah. was the same year. Yeah. 97. Big year for movies. Big year. All right, folks. Well, this wraps up our discussion on Event Horizon. What's your geek? My Geek Wreck of the Week. week. All right, let's talk about our Geek Wreck of the Week, folks. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? Well, Adam, my Geek Wreck this week um, is this website called Master Replicas. Haven't you recommended this before? Probably. Who knows? I don't keep track of this. (laughs) I don't have a list. I only keep a list of what we talked about in terms of geek Mm. topics. Mm-hmm. Um, but they um, took over when Eagle Moss went under and are continuing to release the Star Trek line that was in, in stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I recommend them if you are a Star Trek fan is they are pricing them the way they were priced originally. They're not trying to be like, oh, these are limited and rare. and We're going to gouge we're gonna it. We're going to gouge you like people who bought them on eBay or bought yeah. them and now sell them on eBay. There's some ships where it's like, man, this was... We didn't, they didn't release a lot because the company went under and on eBay it's $300 but they're actually going to sell for, you, for the 60 mm-hmm. Um The only ones that are highly priced are the ones that were modeled after the ships in on the next gen on the display wall that were gold plated. They actually have gold plated ships to sell. Oh, jeez. So if you want an 18 karat gold plated Enterprise and you have $250. I don't. I know. <laughs> but they also had some cool stuff. They have uh, Battlestar Galactica. They have... Um, they have Firefly? Fire, no, but they had Farscapes. I wasn't really into Farscapes. Uh, they but... have, um, they had some Orville for the while there. Oh! Yeah, they had like um, some Doctor Who stuff, some Batman busts. Okay. Um, good gamut of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they currently have, for $6, a replica of the license plate from Back to the Future. Back in time. Back, out of time. Out of time? Yeah. Um, but that's my geek wreck this week, folks. Um, as Adam has seen, I've got 25 plus of their ships. Um, they, no more they, on the, on the they way. They are surrounding us. I mean, I need when we ships. get a video thing going on, we can, <laughs> we can show our co-host, Lolly, clearing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> out with us. Um, and the, uh, the Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> the Megazord. Come on. Yeah. Which um, is another... Fun film to compare. Mm. We'd have to do that. We'd have to do the newest one and the original Power Rangers movie. Oh, I love the original yeah, Power Rangers. But CD does not hold up at oh, all. Oh no, Ivan oh. looks like shit. No, the Zords look like shit. <laughs> I know, but I loved it. <laughs> in the movie in '97 or '96, it was great. It had, a, it had a great soundtrack too. Oh, yeah. You had some Van Halen going on. <laughs> yes, it was excellent. Adam, what is your geek this week? Okay, I got. I guess a few. That's fine. So, uh, if you like Event Horizon, 
check out a movie called Pandorum. It's very good. Um, Sci-fi horror came out with Dennis Quaid, Ben Foster. It was very interesting. If you also like Event Horizon, check out Hellraiser. Because it's very heavily, like, inspired by Hellraiser. So, those are kind of my things. And then, like, yeah. So, anything that's, like, otherworldly, go nuts. But, yeah. Hellraiser, I know we talked about that last Spooktober. Um, the new film was actually uh, pretty good. So, but, okay. yeah. Check out Hellraiser and Pandorum. Those are kind of my two wrecks. All right, good to know. Um, I know the pre wrecks of rectum. <laughs> I I pre wreck and requisite of rectum. <laughs> okay, folks. Well, um, time to wipe your ass after that one. <laughs> your butt napkins, yeah, but... sir. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a bidet. It's oh. a bidet. <laughs> Ice. Yeah, I'm not sure how you feel about that, but yeah, we're going to go No, I've tried it before. It <laughs> It's different. <laughs> it makes you pucker and go, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> you pull out your Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then my daughter banged on the door, Dad! What's going on, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, Shimona. it's Tuesday night in October, and we're drinking beer, and this is what we've de- de- delved into. <laughs> we've gone off the rails again. I don't think we ever have rails in this podcast. Yeah. I think it's pretty much like, let's talk about this. What? It's the shittiest haunted mansion we've, <laughs> we've been on. The shittiest haunted mansion you've launched into space. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Well, that does it for this episode of Have a Drink from Geeks podcast. Um, make sure you find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, recommend. Um, we're on social media at Geek Drink Pod. Yeah, we might put up a like maybe a post coming up um, this week for movies you want us to talk about. Like, yeah. like I said, we've been we're trying to do. We got a horror comedy coming up, but then um, and a horror game we'll probably do. But we need a th- we need a third film. We we need something, so we might put a list up, and you can vote and see what we pick. There you go, folks. Well, and make sure you you know when you guys do find follow, like, subscribe, and all that good stuff, and tell a friend, leave a comment, um, leave a review. Those always help our algorithm and helps us get into more ear holes. Um, yes. But that does it for this episode, guys. Of week one. Of Spooktober 2023. Why do I sound like Michael Bublé? (laughs) This is Spooktober. (laughs) I'm doing a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And make sure you review Adam on Bublé Impersonators. (laughs) Let me fondle your Bublé. (laughs) .net. Alright folks, well you guys have a great geek week. (laughs) Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.
another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023